0: Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open The Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City who just loves to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. Be warned, you should be 18 and over, and probably be listening with your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. Hi everyone, thanks for listening. I got some emails, even just since yesterday, when my polyamorous episode with Marcel Wilson dropped, asking questions, and I think that there was some, I think our conversation was very based on people already having some knowledge about polyamory, so based on the questions that I got, I wanted to take some time to explain it a little bit more in depth. Polyamory is consensual, ethical, and responsible non-monogamy. It's based in Greek and Latin terms, poly being many and amor being love. So it's having more than one love, and it's juxtaposed against monogamy. The thing is, and I'm going to have more people on the show soon to give their experiences about open and poly relationships or ethical non-monogamous relationships. It's, everyone kind of picks their term depending upon how they structure things or what they feel comfortable with. So while I was giving one perspective, I want you to know I'm going to have some more folks on soon. I've already got a few people lined up, but this mini cast is intended to kind of take a step back from the deeper conversations and talk a little bit more about what people think about it, what some of the myths are, what some of the actualities are. The book I discuss a lot when I talk about open relationships and polyamory is The Ethical Slut. That's by Dossie Easton and Janet W. Hardy. There's actually a third edition that came out, uh, I think, a couple years ago now at this point. And it's definitely the book that I recommend for anybody who's remotely interested in this practice. Although someone did recently recommend that I also pick up a book called More Than Two by Franklin Vo. It's on my Amazon list, I promise. It is in my cart. Uh, I've got like 10 books in my cart right now. But... I have the ethical slut and I've, I've gone through a good vast majority of the book, but I'm actually sitting down and rereading it for myself again. And what it did is help introduce, especially for me, someone who I had some basic knowledge about it before I started this road to becoming a certified sex coach, but it was more of what I'd seen in the media and what I'd heard. I I didn't actually think, (laughs) I didn't think at the time that I knew anybody who was practicing polyamory or ethical non-monogamy, but I did and have definitely had some interesting conversations with those friends since. And I've also had some friends adopt the lifestyle since I've been friends with them. And even really in the last couple of years since I've been doing this as a sex coach. So it's been nice having their perspectives. But the ethical slut, it goes over a lot of stuff, really kind of just defining, I mean, one, they're, they're tr- obviously trying to take the word back, kind of like Amber Rose with embracing the word slut. You want to call me a slut? Fine, yeah. If you define slut as sleeping with more than one person or being sexually liberated, sure, call me a slut. <laughs> I'm right there with them. Um, but it also talks about a lot about like the myths and realities. Um, talks a lot about battling stigma. One of the things that's really unfortunate right now is there is still a lot of stigma towards people who practice polyamory. Our society still places more value upon monogamy. I mean, yes, it is the main relationship structure, or the most common, let's call it that. Let's call it the most common relationship structure that's out there is monogamy, sure. But that doesn't mean that that's what's right for everyone. And I'm not talking about like polygamy. I'm not talking about um, child marriage. Let's make sure that, you know, I'm talking about consenting adults. I'm talking about people who may be married and have a boyfriend or a girlfriend on the side or both have someone on the side. Um, That's another thing. Like it can be structured in so many different ways. That's something that I'm sure more than two talks about. Obviously, the ethical slot talks about that too. That how you navigate your relationship structure, how you choose to set up your relationship structure is totally up to you. So, as a coach, I want to review some of the things that I feel like people should really know about folks that are polyamorous. First and foremost, as I said earlier about consent, like everyone is in the know. It is all about consent, okay? This is not this is not just, you know, getting your green card to go cheat. It's not that. Yes, there are people who are in open relationships who one partner just doesn't want sex anymore and they say, go out and have sex with whoever you want while you're traveling on the road. I don't care. Don't tell me about it, but also come home and don't bring home an STI. Don't get someone pregnant, things like that. There's other people who have met their partner's partner. There's some people who are in a V, meaning like one partner is in the middle and they have two partners each, but those partners don't have contact with each other, at least sexual contact. Uh, Then there's triads. There's people who all three partners are sort of on equal footing. And then what regards are on equal footing can kind of vary too maybe like sexually they're all in the same footing they all have sex with one another um, but maybe the one partner doesn't live in the household or maybe they all three live together again there's so much variety some people choose to have a primary partner it's that one person who they either live with they share finances with they have kids with and then they have like secondary or even third whatever other people have no hierarchy whatsoever The beauty of this is for a lot of people, it allows them the flexibility to just change based on how they're feeling in their current life status, based on what feels right with the people that are in their lives. And you know, one of the things I encourage people to think about is, and you know, sometimes those folks flow back and forth between monogamy and openness. Just because you're open to being in an open or poly relationship doesn't mean that you're always practicing being open or being poly. Sometimes something happens and you've got to shut down, retreat, and just be together. Maybe the foundation of your relationship isn't stable. Maybe there's a death in the family. Maybe one of you's lost your job and you just, you need that primary partner to be there for you and you just can't worry about anybody or anything else, you just got to shut down and rely upon them being in your life and, and taking care of you and supporting you that way or again you've got to focus on the relationship and really make sure that foundation is solid i know people who have taken the approach of opening up their relationship or their marriage in order to feel like they were going to save the marriage that has worked for some people it's not worked for others those people whose relationship really actually improved once they opened it up pretty much already had good communication and, and, a, and a deep love for one another and, and were doing for the most part pretty good but just they wanted something different. Now those couples whose relationships were really struggling like they were on the brink of divorce, it was do or die time and then they opened it up I have found that those people have less success. They make it out in the world and enjoy that open time and enjoy that poly time but sometimes it also shows them as Esther Perel says you know my idol Esther Perel, that the relationship was dead in the water in the first place. It shows you either that you've got what it takes or it shows you that you may may need to move on. All relationships take work. I really do think that open and poly relationships take a little bit more work. It takes more planning, it takes more communication. Communication is the number one thing That will make a poly or open or non-monogamous relationship thrive. You've got to talk to your partner about how you're feeling. You've got to talk to your partner about what you're doing. Some partners try and practice the, the secretive way of being open, poly, whatever. Studies have shown... I read a study recently... and God, I googled the hell out of this today, but I could not find it. But I read a study recently that talked about levels of jealousy in relationships. And it found that people who are really, really open in their non-monogamous relationships, meaning they, their partner knows they're going on a date, their partner knows they're spending the night at their other partner's house, all that stuff, those people deal with less feelings of jealousy than those who keep it somewhat on the fly, sort of the don't ask, don't tell policy people, the ones who are like, oh yeah, you can go do what you want, I just don't want to hear anything about it. Those are the people who j- deal with more jealousy and it's because they're not communicating, they're not talking to each other about what's going on and you know, if you pretend like you're going one place and really is to go have sex with your secondary partner, and then your primary finds out inconsistencies, it just creates a breach of trust. And it makes them just wonder, like, well, what are they really doing? Like, what, why? It just, ugh, it gets messy. It gets so messy. Don't create unnecessary messes. Communicate, be open. And again, with the whole taking work thing, I saw a really funny thing on Twitter this week that (laughs) I guess there was a problem with Google Calendar recently. And it says something to the effect of, Google Calendar has an outage today. Poly people all over the country are panicking because they don't know who they're sleeping with tonight. (laughs) It takes planning. It takes work. And yes, my poly peeps that I know, they keep a very tight calendar. Something that research has pointed to is that polyamory can actually bring partners closer together. I've even seen this with my clients and my friends who are in this lifestyle. They, they've described it as, and I've even seen that when I've openly dated multiple people, that you get your bucket filled by different people. Your, your partners can't be all things to you. Again, back to Esther Perel. Your partner cannot fulfill every wish, every want, every need that you have. It used to take a village for us to have all the things that we got as human beings to feel love and to feel safe and to feel fulfilled. Now, because of this idea of romantic love, we're trying to get all those things from one person. And I'm sorry, guys, that's just fucking impossible. Okay. So, poly peeps that's what they're doing. Rather than just go out and find friends, they're finding people to also sleep with who fill their buckets in different ways. If they like rough sex and sensual sex but their partner only likes sensual and they haven't gotten fucked right in a long time, maybe they go out and find somebody to do that for them. Okay, that's just, again, you're getting different things from different people. In 2017, Vice actually, you know, Vice News, uh, did a study along with some researchers at the Kinsey Institute And they found that when, because there's not a whole lot of research about poly people, so this whole thing was a a big deal that they were talking to like, I think it was like 3,500 people who were in poly open or non-monogamous relationships. And what they found is that when people are happy with their secondary partner, they actually are reporting like more level of feeling committed to their primary partner. So this isn't a lack of commitment. This isn't a lack of dedication, devotion, love, whatever to the primary partner you are not trying to go out and find happiness with somebody else because they're lacking, necessarily. It's simply because when you're getting things from different people and that pressure's not there, it changes the dynamic, is what people report to me and what I've read. And what this study showed. Now, for all of you out there who are thinking that, oh, well, poly people just get laid every single day and it's just sex parties, it's orgies, it's cuddle parties, whatever. It's no, it's really, it's really not. Uh, I I see the day-to-day dynamics, again, with some people I'm close to and how they navigate poly waters. And yeah, she's got to, they both, all of them, he, she, and he, (laughs) all of them have to I think one thing a lot of people out there who practice this lifestyle would like others to know especially those who are monogamous or single whatever let's just say monogamy minded doesn't mean they're monogamous it just means that either they've been socialized or or have found that that's their preference whichever but so monogamy minded folks I think one of the misconceptions out there about people that are poly is that they're just having crazy sex all the time that they have sex parties they go to clubs whatever that is not what poly open non-monogamy is about could that happen occasionally maybe sure if they're into it just because someone wants to have sex with different people doesn't mean they want to have sex with all those people at the same time okay really a lot of times this is just like any other relationship you just happen to have that relationship with multiple people they still have love tenderness fun all the stuff they just have it in different ways with different, different partners. I actually recently went on a vacation with some friends that are poly. I went with the the husband, the wife, and the boyfriend. And I got asked, like, okay, so well, are, are you part of that? I'm like, no. I'm like, okay, but you're going with them. Yeah. Okay, so are they all three together? No, just her with him and her with him. Okay, so, but you and him? Nope, just friends. Just all going together to enjoy a great music festival, and while I was there, I really got to see firsthand some of their interactions. It was amazing seeing her be able to show affection to both partners, sometimes in different ways, um, but but not see like the look of jealousy, or the look of hurt, or the look of longing or things like that from the other partner because it was like they they knew like well he's getting his and I'll get mine here shortly like I'll get a hug next or I'll get a kiss next or I'll get to be the one to hold her hand at at this next show that we're gonna go see together I kind of felt like Jane Goodall (laughs) doing my own anthropological experiment watching these people because i i did kind of sit back at one time and like i looked at him and i looked at the other him and it was just going back and forth and just watching the interactions and watching the dynamic and i mean it's interesting to say the least but it was fascinating i'm sort of in this limbo period i i've always been a monogamous before in my relationships and for the first time this year i, I tried an open relationship um in the four years I've been single since my divorce, I've just casually dated. I've had some partners who've been around for a long time. Uh, But yeah, I built up a nice little rotation. Talked about my harem in my last episode there. Um, But I hadn't really committed to anyone as like really calling them my boyfriend or even my girlfriend. I've, I've been looking for girls too. I just, ladies, I never get hit on. If you know a nice girl who'd be interested in me, sure, I'm, I'm open to an introduction. But for fuck's sake, I never get hit on by chicks. Even when I'm like really trying and making the eyes, it's, it doesn't happen. Anyway. So with this last one, when I realized that I really liked him, I, I enjoyed her time together, enjoyed the sex together, whatever, but I wasn't really ready for monogamy. I, it wasn't that I didn't wanna stop having sex with other people. It was just that because I I guess I'd been in this cycle and realizing how much I got from different partners. I just wasn't really ready to try to, f- I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to force this one partner to be all these things to me all of a sudden. So yeah, we're not together now. It didn't end up working. Not going to get into the reasons here. I'm really glad I had it. At the end of the day, I am glad I had the experience. I'm not really sure what that means. That holds for me in the next one. I'll probably try to talk about having an open relationship. But I know for sure, based on the research that I've read, it's going to involve open communication. Any other partner that I take under me (laughs) is gonna know i'm seeing somebody and that they are my primary i'll always use protection in order to make sure that you know i'm not i'm not getting an sti i'm not giving anyone else an sti although please be aware too oral sex spreads stis so i've got some dental dams i know where to get them reach out to me or check amazon if you're looking for dental dams because oral sex does still spread stis okay please still be careful about that too. But one of the biggest things is it's gonna be absolutely vital that whomever I date, that I get out there and just be honest. If I find a primary, I'm gonna have to tell all my other partners, if I take on any other partners, of course, okay, no, if, when, when I take on other partners, uh, that I have somebody. You know, and it's my responsibility to be an you know, ethical. It's my responsibility to make sure everyone is informed. We've got informed consent. Yeah, that's the whole thing. If I'm trying to go out, be in an open or poly relationship, and I'm just trying to fuck whoever I can, that's how people get hurt. I'm not looking to go out and hurt anybody. I'm not looking to go out and be manipulative or lie to somebody. I just want to have sex with different people. (laughs) I want to have different experiences with different people. I want to have different date nights with different people, whatever. they're always going to know if I've got somebody that's my primary or if they are not the only person that I'm sleeping with I feel like that's just my again my ethical responsibility I feel like the guys and gals who would have a problem with me sleeping with other people or having a primary partner are the same people who who aren't going to want to just have sex with me to just have sex with me like the guys out there that are looking for a relationship, they're looking to find a wife and future mother of their children, which that ain't me. Uh, those are the ones who, who aren't going to want to just have sex. Like, you know, okay, maybe they'll be like, eh, you're good for a fuck, whatever. But, like, those, those are the ones I'm not looking for anyway. Okay? I did get asked by one of my listeners... You know, what do you think that polyamorous people do about, like, kids? Do they just not have kids? Or do they tell the kid, like, who raises the kids, all that stuff? I guess my best answer is there's a lot of variety. I do know people who are poly who have kids. I know people who are poly who have zero plans of procreating. But when they try to date someone with a child, of course that's a concern. I will say this. I don't think any children are going to get mentally or emotionally damaged by having more than two loving adults that care for them and make sure their needs are provided for than a child who has two parents or has one parent. In many societies, there's multiple generations of people living in a home, so I guess to me how is that any different than saying like grandma and grandpa and aunt and uncle, cousins, whatever? You know, my sisters and their kids live here. There's just, it's no different than how a lot of other cultures raise families. And it's not usually just two parents and kids or one parent and kids in a home. It is usually lots of adults in a home. We can do that kind of village approach to raising children. In fact, Ethical Slut has an entire section about child rearing. Both of, the, both of the authors of The Ethical Slut had kids, and I recall one of them saying like that they, they never really had any problems with their kids. Um, it wasn't that having this like big extended family did anything negative to them. I mean, sure, the authors are writing from their perspective, and maybe they wouldn't want to admit that something happened. I don't know, but here's a good quote that I wrote down from The Ethical Slut. The binary nature of monogamy centrist thinking tends, we think, to cause problems. You're either the love of my life or you're out of here. Both of us have found that opening our lives to other kinds of connections also opens our children's lives. For example, a former lover of Janet's has not been sexually involved with her for quite a while but has become a sort of surrogate uncle and best friend of one of her sons and is still a loved member of the household. So, is is this traditional? No, but we're kind of living in untraditional times. Tradition has gotten us to a point where our society is incredibly sex negative. It's gotten us to a point where we have a lot of issues and some very real diagnosable dysfunctions these days. I'm here as a coach to try and help people get past some of the traditions, some of the mindsets that have gotten us to this point. I'm not saying that polyamory, open relationships, or non monogamy are for everyone, they are not. But for those that feel monogamy has either failed them or they've failed monogamy, why not open your minds? Pick up a book. See what you can learn. See what resonates with you. If you if you read more than 2 or The Ethical Slut and you're like, "Damn. Okay, this makes sense to me. Maybe it's for you." If you read it and like, "Whoa, I have uh uh no, no." Then you're monogamy minded, and that's okay. Marcel and I joked about how relationship structure has almost become sort of like an orientation. You either are or you aren't. You either are monogamy minded or you aren't. You're either poly minded or you aren't. That's okay. Different strokes for different folks. Well, I hope that today's mini cast was informative for you. I really just wanted to make sure that I took a step back and, and talked about some of these things that and really defined what polyamory was. I hope you'll reach out to me if you have any questions of course grab those books they're wonderful resources thanks for listening thanks for listening to keep them coming with open the doors coaching please rate subscribe and share this podcast you can find me on pretty much any social media platform including facebook twitter instagram and linkedin But visit my website if you're wanting more information about my coaching services. You can even sign up for my email newsletter. I've got one that's not so safe for work called The Dirty Bird. A lot more adult content on that one. You can support this podcast through listener support on Anchor FM. Or you can go to Patreon.com and become one of my patrons. Just look for Open the Doors KC. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Thanks for listening.